Hello my friends, welcome back to Journey to Jesus. You guys, I am so, so excited for today. I have a wonderful special guest and he is with me today. We are going to be chatting with Nick Garrett and we are going to be hearing all about his story and also about his relationship with Jesus Christ. So Nick, how are you? I'm all right. That's good. Is this is this kind of is this like the first time you've done anything like this? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no. Well, we appreciate you, and seriously, I'm so grateful. We have his mom, Donna, here. His mom, correct? his aunt. His aunt. Oh my word! I am so sorry. Okay. <laughs> but yes, we have Donna here. She is amazing, mm-hmm. and she's allowing us to use her beautiful backyard. I mean, this is amazing. Like it's this, nice and relaxing. Oh, it totally is. Mm-hmm. No. So, Nick, thank you again. Um, I. I hear that my husband roped you into doing this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so how do you know Tanner? Well, he was the missionary that came to our house when, after I moved here. Oh, okay. Very cool. And yeah. is, is he still kind of, I can guarantee he's grown up probably a little bit, but probably not as much as you think. Is that right? <laughs> I got a beard and that's about it. <laughs> And it oh yeah, very nice. By the way. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yes, Tanner's here with us, everybody. You haven't heard his voice yet, so that's him that's in the me. background. Hello. He's blocking our wind. We are outside, so hopefully this is all clear. Um, but you guys, seriously, today is going to be a very heartwarming story. Um, this family is incredible. We've gotten the chance to sit down and talk with them, be in their wonderful home, and to feel of their wonderful spirit. And so today we are just going to be chatting and feeling the love that our Savior has for all of us. And so Nick, Tanner has told me a lot about you and a lot about your incredible story. And so we would all love to hear what you'd like to share with us. So kind of where did it all begin? I hear it's... Well, it kind of began in the morning of the the fire. I woke up and it was was yellow outside and I couldn't figure out why. Mm -hmm. And And which fire is this? The, um, The campfire. Oh, okay. Northern California, Paradise, California. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, a kid came from down the street and knocked on my door and said, hey, there's a fire, you better get out. Oh, my goodness. And um, so I thought about it, and I decided to stay. And I decided to stay till like, 11 o'clock at night until, like, the fire was right across the street and right next to me. Oh, my goodness. I didn't have any choice but to leave. So we went out the main road, and all the power lines were down, and we had to to miss them. And I followed two game wardens out to the the flats down in um, Butte Valley. Mm -hmm. And then they finally left me, and I turned off, and a a helicopter started up its light and led me out to the highway. Why did he need to lead you to the highway, Nick? Because there was so much smoke. Uh, you couldn't see your way? Yeah, I couldn't saying? see the way the road. It was too much fire. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah how, did, how did he he guide you out? Did With his did... light on his, on his helicopter, he led me to the road, to the highway. So, literally, a light from above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, this sounds like a big miracle. And so, did you know that, like, there was a helicopter coming for you? Or did you feel like you were stuck in all of this? Oh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I just... <laughs> Took it as a blessing, yeah, you know, and, and followed him to the highway, and then I was fine. Right. You know, I could make it to Chico. Wow. Yeah. And so... And leading up to yeah. this, Nick, I mean, there there's quite a few things that had happened to you in your life that that had gotten you to this point, you know, in, yeah. in paradise. What are, what are some of those things, I guess, some of the events that 
that led to this point in paradise where you were getting literally burned out of house and home? Well, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I had just lost my buddy, and he left me the house. And I had just gotten the paperwork for it saying it's mine, and this fire came. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Yeah. But wasn't this uh, your very good friend that you had worked with? And yeah. You, and you took care of him. You actually nursed him for about the last year of his life. Was it that long? Yeah. Yeah, the last year of his life, he had a brain cancer, died of brain cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I took care of him. That up until that point. And I think, Nick, that was the third uh, person really close to you that you had lost in a, just a very few short years. Is that Yeah. Correct? I lost my grandmother and then my girlfriend. She died of heart failure. Did you also nurse her for a while? Oh, yeah. Caring for her and yeah. her children? Yeah, her children. For how long, honey? For a year. Wow. At least a year. Yeah. Which she was going so you should have been a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Just like your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Donna so, was a nurse. Yeah. Donna, you were a nurse? I am, yes. Oh, you yes. are a nurse. Yes, That's amazing. Yes. Um, but yes, I mean, he has really excellent caretaking traits. And yeah. uh, Rachel being so sick here, mm -hmm. he's so good to uh, care for her and, and get the things that she needs and keep her company. And he's just a caretaker. It's just in, he just yeah. has the heart. Yeah. And... Uh, um, personality <laughs> of someone who's very loving and very caring and uh, yeah he'd make a great nurse yeah um, it seems like it seems like Nick that's like your spiritual gift almost like yeah. you have this gift and knack of being kind of like the lifeblood for people in their life like to be there to take care yeah. of them and to see the need and to to fulfill it that's very Christ-like yes. It? yes it yes. is that's yeah. amazing not yeah. a lot of Good. people have that. Yeah. I wish more people were like that. Yeah. Honest. It's true. Yeah. And so, Nick, kind of while all this was happening, I guess you had a lot of bad luck in a very short period of time. Oh, yeah. What was, I guess, your thoughts or your feelings or... or where were you at mentally when all of this was happening? Oh, I wasn't in a good place, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I needed a little help from the doctors. And if I remember right, you just had, I mean, you just got put on work disability or something as well from an injury. Or yeah. All within a short period of time. Well, it wasn't that short period of time. It was the time I was 37 okay. was when I was got hurt, when I got hurt. Okay. And then I went on disability, and it just went downhill from there. That's tough. Oh my goodness. And so after Paradise, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Donna is kind of, she comes more into the picture um, in the hospital, right? Is that kind of when... Well, when we were looking for him, um, I was calling up uh, to Paradise um, regularly. Um, they had, I'm trying to think uh, of what the, the shelters were, but there were a number of shelters because so many people were out on the street, including Nicholas, and he even uh, slept in a cardboard box one night. In a dumpster. Uh, oh, in, yeah. yeah. Um, in the cardboard. There were just so many people. Who, who were homeless and and um, he, so we kept trying to call for him but he was on medication and because he had to leave in an emergency he didn't have his normal medication so it was also very confusing for him oh for sure and we were able to talk with him um, on the phone at one time and there was a couple of times that we arranged and and uh, purchased a bus ticket for him to to catch the bus and come home but for some reason the connection 
connections were not, um, they didn't flow um, as they should have. And we went to the bus station in Oakland a couple times and he just didn't come and just didn't come. And then we realized he actually had been hospitalized. And oh. even though he had become pretty confused with all that was going on, uh, to his credit, he was clear enough to take himself to the hospital mm -hmm. and get the care that he needed. And then um, I think you asked your dad, I think, to be in touch with me. I can't remember exactly how that that happened, but he was able to get a hold of me through the hospital. And then we made arrangements to go uh, pick him up when he was ready to be discharged. But we were really worried. There was a couple of months because he didn't get here until the end of January. And, of course, we started looking for him right after the fire, which was early in November, November 8th. 8th. So uh, he he was um and so there was a Very period there where you you didn't even know if he was right. alive or dead at that right. point. Oh right. Right. We just we we didn't know. And then we had talked in some of the shelters of people who had seen him. And interestingly, you were famous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> interestingly, you know, here he is in this horrible situation in his life. But one of the men in the shelter say, "I know he who he is. He's a really nice guy. I and I'll give him this message if I see him if he comes back in again." And I just thought. Yeah, because I don't think I would be nice in those circumstances. I think I'd be crazy and cranky and, and difficult. Yeah, and, was. Uh, <laughs> but you came across as a really nice guy, yeah. and, and that, I well, thought I that was very, very nice, very, very sweet. And so we were so grateful to get him home and to know that he was okay. And then uh, something like that, something that major, just takes a really long time. So traumatic. Yeah. Right. Takes a really long time to recover from and so that's what he's been doing but in that process my daughter who's here and very ill and um He's their cousins, and he's just brought such light and uh, sweet companionship to her life. Wow. And I just think that that it's it's so nice because he's so good to her. So I thought we were doing him a favor when he mm -hmm. came here, and now I realize that he's been such a blessing to us that the Lord knows what He's doing. He knows what He's doing, and Nick's been so good to Rachel and. He's a blessing. Wow. So, <laughs> well, I can't say much about myself that makes any sense, but that's the truth. And I, I met up with the missionaries, and they got me started on this journey to the Lord. Really? Yeah. And so I, I hear Tanner was one of those missionaries. And so, yeah. what was your experience like meeting with them? Oh, he was hard nosed. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was persistent with old Nick. Yeah, and I want to just put in a plug for all of our listeners. These were missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and if you haven't seen them, you probably have seen them on the streets. They have a white collared shirts and ties, and they have their little <laughs> name tags. Did you think they kind of looked a little funny at first, Nick? Well, a little bit, <laughs> but they, the dog liked them, so I liked them. Oh. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. And so, when you were learning with the missionaries, like, how did you feel about, just how did you feel about what they were talking to you? Well, I had a thirst for the Lord, and it, I just kept getting grappled up into it. Yeah. In our readings, in their messages that they shared with us, really hit point. Yeah. Matter of fact, during my mission, I mean, 
we were meeting with you guys frequently, multiple times right. a week, right. reading scriptures and stuff, and we were trying to progress Nick towards baptism, and he was right there at the door, but the only obstacle really was, was smoking cigarettes. That was the one thing that kind of kind of kept you from being baptized at that point, and uh, he kept telling me, he's like, one day I'll stop, one day I'll stop, and I said, let's stop today. And uh, Donna actually called me. It was pretty late at night, and she said, "Oh, and by the way, Nick hasn't smoked cigarettes for for five days now." And uh, I was just stunned. And uh, when I asked, kind of, what had changed? Do you remember what you told me? What had changed, or, huh. or why you stopped? No, what was that? You said you did it for the Lord. That oh. was that was his reasoning. I said, you know, a lot of people try and put, I guess, programs into play, or say they did it because they started drinking this different drink or whatever it was and I said Nick how did you stop because it was a significant amount you were smoking correct yeah. it was it was quite a bit yeah a pack a day pack a day and uh, and he just stopped cold turkey and he said he did it for the Lord and uh, so that was probably the most inspirational most touching part of my mission just because it was one of the biggest miracles that I had actually witnessed you know I'd heard stories of things like this. And uh, to actually have it happen, and to know it wasn't—it wasn't at all because of me. It was because of the Lord. You know, I, I had nothing to do with it. I had no idea that Nick was was attempting to do this, and to have stopped and, and be baptized three weeks later was—it was a miracle in of itself, and it was one of the most spiritual days of my life. And so, cool, mine too. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> me and Nick, we had a good time, and it was in a pool. It I forgot even... to hold my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to hold wet. The pictures, the out. pictures are legendary. <laughs> and yeah, because it was during COVID, it wasn't in a in a font like normal. We did it in in someone's pool in the backyard. Pools, yeah, yeah, one of the members' pools during COVID. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. It was a beautiful it was, day. It was the best day of my mission. So. Yeah. There you go. Wow, you guys. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna say I'm crying right now. I am. I am crying because I. I truly feel. I feel the spirit, and I truly can testify that your Heavenly Father is so proud of you. Yeah. Yes, and, like, everything that you've had to go through, like, that is hard beyond imaginable. Yeah. Like, not everyone has to escape a fire and to receive a light from heaven to, right. to get us out or to make big leaps and bounds in your own personal health and in your own personal yeah. life. But my friends, as you've heard, Nick is doing this for the Lord. And and Nick, how have you seen these events and these choices in your life? How have they kind of enhanced your relationship with Jesus Christ? How have they helped you be closer to Him? Well, it's helped me be closer, yeah. Um, I just have a, a different pep in my step now, and I try to help people more. I feel myself doing that. Like it's made a difference in my life that much. Yeah, wow. that's nice. That's it's really true. nice. I would like to point out that he came to us, and and in within a short time, COVID was upon us. And I do have a very sick daughter, and because of COVID, in big part, I wasn't able to get help with her care. 
And if I were not a nurse, she would have to be in a long-term care hospital. But I'm grateful that she was able to be home and, and with her daughter. But Nick has been so much help to me in caring for her needs that I'm just so grateful because um, I wasn't able to get additional help, but he has supplied that extra help, that extra really encouragement and nurturing for her that, that she needs. And, and I'm just one person, and, and I'm a senior now. <laughs> and, um, I'm an older nurse, so I'm, I'm really grateful that the Lord has blessed both our lives, uh, all our lives in this way. It's been, and he's so helpful. It's, it's, he's just a lifesaver for us, so wow. we're very grateful for it. You hear that, Nick? You're amazing. <laughs> you, well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you have you. three people, and I would include the Lord. You have not just three people at this table or two other people in the home or three other people in the home, but you also have the Lord on your side. Yeah. Jesus Christ is on your team, and he's always looking out for you, and your Heavenly Father is so aware of you as well. And we've seen that through your story. We've seen that through your example with your family. Like, that must have taken also a lot of courage on your end oh, to sure. come in with your family and to sacrifice. Like, everything we do here is a sacrifice. But I see that you do it out of the love in your heart that you have not only for your family, but also for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, you truly are an inspiration. Like, it's inspiring me. Not just well, thank you. you. Yeah, well, not, <laughs> not just this incredible story, but also the love that I'm seeing from your family and from my own personal family. Yeah. Like, because of what you've gone through and your example, you've also touched another life. And I'm sure that this story will touch so many people's lives and help them to see that mm. we are all on a different journey to Christ. And our journey to Jesus is personal because he is personal to us he's our best friend if we allow him to be yeah and he'll be that light for us when we need to get through the fire and i just have one more question um how how do you feel your life would be different without jesus christ oh it'd be a lot different like i had a drug problem that i got over and i amazingly stayed off of it you know and uh that part, just looking right there, I see what a difference the Lord has made in my life by taking that painful time away from me and giving me good, good times and stuff to look forward to. Wow. And bring you to a home where there is no drugs and yeah. Yeah. substances around. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so true. Like, God is truly yeah. in the details. Like, the fact that you were able to be where you were and to have family where you were and to come into Donna's home and have having Donna be the blessing to you and vice versa, mm -hmm. you helping her with Rachel yeah. and meeting eventually meeting the missionaries mm -hmm. and helping them help you understand how much God truly does love you. Yeah. Like he, he knows us so well, mm -hmm. but he especially knows you, Nick. And that's the beauty of our Savior is he is individual and... And I'm just so grateful for him. I know he lives. And I, I can see that testimony in your eyes and in your heart. You mentioned that you don't know if you have a testimony, but I can promise you that we have all felt the power of your love for Christ today. Mm -hmm. And we're well, so thank you. Yes, I'm so grateful that you felt comfortable sharing that with us. And would you like to add anything else before we close today? Uh, I just believe in the Lord. You know. 
keep going, doing good. That's all I can do. That's right. That's all we all can do. That's right. That's right. Yep. Nick truly is a man of a few words, but he is one of the best men that I've ever met um, during my mission. Um, this family helped me more than I could ever imagine to help them, and so I wanted to reach out because my family, my mom, my Brinley in particular, they make fun of how uh, short a memory I have. I always forget things. <laughs> but uh, I remember Nick, and I remember his story. I remember the uh, the Ball family and how they made me feel and how they helped me. And so I knew if they could do that much for a guy that forgets everything, then uh, <laughs> that it'll be able to help a lot more people that remember a lot more than I do. So That's great. I just want to thank you guys for, for taking time out of your evening tonight to, to meet with us and, and discuss and talk about your stories and, and share your testimonies with us. It's it's helped me a lot to hear it again and and it never gets old. I still get the same feeling every time that I hear you talk about I mean everything you guys have been through. Yep. It's such a tremendous transformation really. Yep. It's wonderful. It's true. And that's the beauty of this life is like we're all walking this path together. Mm-hmm. Like I found in my life <clears throat> Now, I have not experienced anything close to you, Nick. Like no. that that would be so difficult and I know I know for sure I don't I wouldn't have handled it with as much grace as you have. <laughs> but I do know this that as we go throughout this life that these experiences are for not only ourselves but for one another so we can like learn yeah lift one another and learn and love and grow because that's what this life is all about Mm -hmm. to learn and to become like jesus christ and just from this small conversation you are truly and i mean this from the bottom of my heart you are truly one of the most christ-like people i have ever met (laughs) and i've had the privilege to meet and so and Thank you, you as well. And it's Donna. not just because Thank of your long hair and beard. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> luscious hair, my friends. Like well <laughs> But seriously, in in all seriousness, you and your family are truly thank you, blessings. Honey. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing your story. And I, oh, I will never forget this day. That's sweet. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We'll thank enjoy you. remembering it as well. Oh yes. Hey, you'll hear it. Yes. <laughs> so, so my go. friends, that concludes this episode of Journey to Jesus. Thank you again, Nick and Donna mm-hmm. and Tanner, for all being here with us. This has been truly a special day. And to all of you listening, I hope you felt the spirit. I hope you felt the joy that we have felt in this uh, chat this evening. And with that being said, God bless you, my friends. And I wish you well in your on your journey to knowing your Savior.